welcome to the show. I'm Mark. I'm Britain. Alright, so, um, well, let's just get started. The movie today was, if you can call it a movie, it was more of a made-for-Hulu uh, uh, kind of mm-hmm. TV or Hulu movie, and yeah. it was uh, called The the Current Occupant. Uh, yep, I, go on. I was going to say, I know we both have differing opinions about yeah, this movie. I, I think, Yeah, I think this is the first instance of that. Uh, I thought it was a... I didn't think it was a bad movie at all. I thought uh, it kind of played fast and loose with uh the you know with uh with the overall theme and and the uh the the suspense but Mm -hmm. uh i i thought it was a very solid movie overall could have been better but not not bad i'm gonna start with kind of listing the things that i did like about the movie okay and shall we start with uh the premise of the movie yeah actually i think that's probably a good idea all right uh, the premise of the movie is a uh, man wakes up in a hospital, and you know he has no memory, and he kind of goes through a routine until someone kind of whispers in his ear uh, who he actually is, and there's a, and it starts this overall uh, conspiracy, uh, to which spoiler spoiler alert uh, the. Uh, he's kind of told that he's the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. And the vice president is locking him out and trying to uh, take over power of the White House. Yeah, this uh, he was brought to the hospital after a failed assassination attempt. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that kind of sums up the movie in general. Yeah. And I will say the things I do like because it is goes a little bit with what you were saying before where um I know you're saying that the movie never really lets up with the suspense and, I guess, the intrigue. I Um, do like my intrigue. And I will say that, to its credit, this movie was never boring. Yeah. I will say that it was uh, ham-fisted a bit. A little bit. I can can give you that. But, uh, and the other thing I I do think I can say that I like about this movie Mm -hmm. was that... There was a, uh, the way that they did the quick edits and the quick cuts and a lot of things, they mm-hmm. kind of did make it almost feel like, uh, like reality was coming apart. Like yeah. You never really felt on solid ground about what to believe and what to do and everything like that. But the things I didn't like about it kind of outweighed it. And the most, I guess, glaring problem is mm-hmm. we both called the ending of this, uh, basically from the very beginning like we knew yeah from the get-go within like 15 minutes what the ending was gonna be and there was no surprises at the end yeah i can get behind that that was a little bit disappointing like i remember saying as we were watching it that again these are all gonna be spoilers now uh, yeah that it would have been a bigger twist and a better payoff if it did actually turn out that this man was president of the United States, because then it would be something interesting, something mm-hmm. different. But instead, we have a movie where a man wakes up, the whole movie, they're telling him he's just a crazy man, yeah. and it turns out he's just a crazy man. So, <laughs> there really wasn't much of a, almost really much of a point for any of it. Yeah, like we, when we were discussing earlier uh, during the movie, uh, if they kind of go through this rigor- rigmarole trying to convince him he's the president while also not trying to convince him he's the president, 
uh, it's kind of uh, like Shutter Island, mm-hmm. and like, which is is fine. Shutter Island did did it all right, but that was Shutter Island. Why kind of repackage the same thing? Uh, as we were watching the movie, I was kind of thinking a, a a better concept would be, yeah, he is indeed the president, and during the movie there are the, there are these flashbacks where. Uh, he ends up shooting his wife, mm-hmm. or his wife gets killed, yeah. or something like that. It, it's kind of a little bit vague, and it would have been a nice premise uh, that it turns out yes, uh, he is he is indeed the president, and they kind of keep him under this you know form of sedation, or kind of uh, you know keep his memory. You know, all kind of all kinds of scrambled because, you know, while he is the president, he did murder the first lady and he did go crazy and is unfit for office. <laughs> so he's just a, he's just kind of like a crazy president, and they're yeah. trying to uh, and they're trying to not have the crazy president because, like, yeah, you may be the president, but you're also a murderer. <laughs> yeah. So it's I I I, I would have it that yeah, he murders his wife and he tries to launch the nukes. Mm-hmm. And like in uh, like the guy in the dead zone we, in the future, dead zone in the future. Well, no, we watched the dead zone and uh, oh, spoiler. Um, and one of the things that Christopher Walken sees is that uh, if uh, Martin Sheen becomes president, like he'll just launch the nukes in the future and like pretty much cause World War Three. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember dead zone. Um, let's see, dead zone is again it's Christopher Walken is yeah. and. Uh, Whenever he touched somebody, he could kind of see their future. Oh yeah, and it was an alright movie. Yeah, I, I thought I, I remember us having a discussion about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie was no dead zone, nothing like that. Yeah. It was just uh, it was just a woman yelling at him for ninety minutes and saying, "You're not the president of the United States. This yeah. is bonkers. Like, really think about it." And him saying. Yeah, no, I'm the president. It doesn't matter what you say. I'm just going to keep on believing what mm-hmm. I want to believe. And then at the end, he's like, oh, I'm not the president. Or am I? Yeah. No, I guess I'm not. <laughs> Let's see. I think it would have been better you know, had, had they... Because at, the the, at the end of the movie, they kind of wrote themselves into a corner mm-hmm. where it's like it's either this man's crazy or he's not. Which I guess is kind of the outcome of the whole thing anyway, since yeah, you, he's in an asylum. But like, you want to know what what this outcome is going to be? It has yeah. to be one or the other. Which I don't, I don't know. It's, it, I think they could have done something better. Your idea, he would it would have been both. Yeah. You know, okay, he may be uh, he may be the president, but he's also kind of a lunatic. Yeah, and well, it would kind of make it. Well, it wouldn't kind of make sense that. Well, you, you would think that if, if the president goes batshit insane <laughs> and wants to kill the whole world, that you would want, you know, even though he's still in power, uh, you would, you know, kind of want him secured yeah, like, in, in a facility. And also, you probably don't want to remove his power with the 25th Amendment because, you know, this is also politics, so you, you that would be politically bad. Yeah. It's like, like, all right, maybe we... Uh... Maybe maybe we needed to like the nukes were fine actually for the uh, for the Secret Service as far as they're concerned. Yeah, it was shooting the first lady <laughs> that you know was like, listen, launching all the nukes at uh, at Jamaica, you know, because because 
they 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 smell bad or something. I don't know. <laughs> he just makes up some crazy like thing. Like Jamaica, the whole country is um is actually full of trolls. <laughs> All of Jamaica smells like pineapples. And I, I'm tired. I don't like pineapples. <laughs> That's the sound of nukes. Actually, they sound very they're very much, tiny. They're very yeah, tiny. Yeah, nukes. They sound like like pew pew lasers, but they're not. They're nukes. You know, but yeah, the 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 cabinet would look at him and be like, "I support his his decisions because this is our president here." But once he starts like actually taking physical violence against the first lady, you know, then it becomes a conflict of interest. Yeah, for them. we can't market that. <laughs> How are we gonna spin this? Hmm. It's like, well, to be fair, the first lady smelled like pineapples, and that's that apparently triggers him. <laughs> She did just buy that new pineapple lotion, and she put it in and around her neck region, and for some reason, it just, it just kind of, things went a little funny. Oh, yeah, like, he, he was ravenous <laughs> like a dog. He kind of went into a fugue state and, and bit her neck open. Yeah, so, uh, so we actually had to, we had to step in, and we had to, well, restrain him, because I'll be honest... We just got that new pineapple-scented <laughs> hand soap in the White House bathroom, and we don't want this to happen t again, you know? Like, yeah, let's... Let's nip uh, this in the bud while, <laughs> while uh, we can. And I'm looking at you, Gary. No pineapples on the pizza. Like, we've had this discussion and this debate around What's the office. What's wrong with so a Hawaiian pizza? I yeah. like Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, and we kind of, we, you know, we decide, you know... We all kind of decided to give you your space, but now it's a, a you know a, now it's a national security thing. So he's locked in a bunker in an insane asylum. I think I can have my pineapple and my pizza now. Uh, look, I, with billions of lives at stake, I I, I think we're we're gonna play it safe, like, Gary. He's underground. He's he, like the vice president's in charge now. Like this building's very old. You don't know where those vents lead. Uh, you know what? I'll make a concession to you. It's not... Like, you're an intern. You don't make concessions. I'll make a concession to you, Mr. Secretary of Defense. <laughs> I will have my pineapple on pizza. No. But I'll eat it in the bathroom. No. I'll eat it in the closet. No. I'll eat it on the roof. You can eat it on the street because you're fired. I will eat it on the street then. Very good. Mmm. Mm, this is so worth This is it. not the street. This mm. is still the Oval Office. Mm. You think I want to be involved with a White House that shot the First Lady and launched nukes at Bahamas? Jamaica. You can, is, that, is, that the, is that Jamaica? It was Jamaica, not the yeah, Bahamas. Jamaica. I'm just making up problems now yeah, I as know. we go along. Mm -mm -mm. These pineapples are good. Alright, Secret Service, shoot him. What? Uh, ow, ow. They shot him with nukes. <laughs> Little tiny nukes <laughs> that explode his heart. <laughs> well, that wasn't very nice. He's in the hospital and they, like, they're serving him pizza, like, intravenously with the pineapples on it. <laughs> that way no odor escapes. <laughs> Beep. 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 Oh, great. We got, we got a, we got a slice of ham in the heart. Because it's intravenous. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's not a good idea to eat food through your veins. You know, you say that now, but 
Actually, I, I don't even know what kind of food you could eat through your van. I think I heard that. Heard. That's I right. heard that. I heard. I heard that. <laughs> I am a Swedish plumber. <laughs> I think I heard that um, milk is technically considered a food, at least the milk that we uh, that you get at the store. Yeah. Because there's. Um, there's, there's, I think, so many uh, parts that go into it, into making milk that's not just like, you know, it's not like water, yeah. where the only ingredient you need is water. I hear because there's just enough ingredients that they have to make milk uh, homogenized and everything mm -hmm. like that, that it can technically be considered uh, food and not drink. Of course, I could be full of shit off if you've already heard that. <laughs> so, um... But I guess if that's true, then milk would be a, I guess, a food you could have intravenously. And on that note, milkshakes. Uh, I, I don't know. I, Maybe V8. I, I think even though it's, you know, homogenized and pasteurized, like, I, there's probably still a, a minute amount of bacteria <laughs> in there that you're just, you're just bypassing the, the whole immune system thing and directly injecting it into your body. <laughs> Like you're gonna get milk, like shooting, like shooting through your heart. Like somehow, smallpox comes back because of this. <laughs> smallpox, nothing. It's like, it's smallpox 2.0. It's big pox. <laughs> it's two pox. <laughs> yes. Like maybe ketchup. Maybe put like, ketchup in your veins. Like it's, like, it, it's fatal. Like two pox, but it makes you the one of the best rappers there is. It's like. It is, you know, you will you will die within 24 hours, but those 24 hours, you are going to be spitting some yeah, fire, you're, man. You're like the you know the orderlies are going to be aghast with like the disses you're giving. <laughs> They're gonna one of the orderlies is going to like quit because of it. Like I don't know, man. He talked about my fat, ugly mama. I just can't <laughs> take this anymore. Look, he he has he has two pox. You got. You gotta, you gotta, you know, kind of anticipate this. Uh-oh. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't know. <laughs> I think I was doing, uh... I was doing a bit of Jim Carrey at the end there from, uh, The Cable Guy. I haven't seen The Cable Guy in decades. I've seen, I, I saw it only once, and it was, yeah. um... I think it was like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And... I remember liking it, but I remember thinking, like, man, this is a really dark movie. Yeah. I, I knew going in that it was going to be a dark movie, but I was like, man, I didn't expect it to be this dark. It was... I, I think it wasn't... It was also not very well-received. No, uh, not at all. It, mainly because it came off it came on the coattails of uh, uh, The Mask. Mm -hmm. So, and Ace Ventura. Like, so... Every, everyone was thinking like, oh, this is going to be another wacky adventure. Mm -hmm. And but, that was Matthew Broderick, right? I believe so, I yes. think that was actually a role that I was like, you know what, this actually works to his style. One of the two roles that works to his style. Yeah, so, uh, kind of a demure, mousy little yeah. man. And it worked, and I like, I really, I believe, I believed in Matthew Broderick in that <laughs> movie. I believe that he was a mousy, tiny, demure little man. Mm -hmm. But, um... But yeah, like so, I watched it and I thought that uh, I thought that it was, like I said, I thought it was pretty funny at points. I thought it was like, man, this is a yeah, this is kind of a fucked up movie at points. But yeah. uh, they had a mask uh, cartoon. I don't know if you remember, 
Vaguely. They had an Ace Ventura cartoon. <laughs> and they yeah. had a Dumb and Dumber cartoon. Yeah. Where was the Cable Guy cartoon? Oh, man. I... I can only imagine the the Cable Guy cartoon where, you know, I, I, I'm i guessing they wouldn't have Matthew Broderick, but his I character is just... What was that? They could have gotten his Yeah, voice. I guess. But, you know, his character is always finding, you know, finding little uh, things in his apartment because of this guy. Like, oh, he's put a camera in my toilet again! Yeah, there's always, there's always an adventure yeah. where the Cable Guy's, like, annoying him yeah. in some way that... Yo, but because it's a cartoon, they're still friends. Yeah. They're, they're, they're good friends, it's just that one's more annoying than the other. Like, he has to meet with, the, you know, the big CEO of his, uh, of his company because he might be getting that big promotion. Mm. But, oh, here comes the cable guy! But, even though the cable guy is, you know, uncouth and yeah. completely off the wall, the CEO stands up and says, Simmons! Or whatever his name is. Yeah. That was the best damn presentation I've ever seen. Or, or is you it like that? You got the promotion. Or is it like that long-winded? I've been with this company for <laughs> seventy-five years. I've seen every type of presentation there is to be presented, and that was the best dang gun presentation <laughs> I've ever seen. He's in Matthew Brock's like, I'm sorry, sir, it, it won't <laughs> happen again. But wait, what? Yep, exactly. <laughs> And, like, and it's always, they always ride off into the sunset yep. or they go like, you know, but it's always like, uh, like, We got lucky this time, uh, came on guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but for some reason in my head, they're riding a tandem bicycle. <laughs> Daisy, <laughs> Daisy, give me your answer. Do And so on, I feel like yeah. the whole damn song. <laughs> you get where I'm going. That's I know a, where he's going. It's a bicycle bill for two. But yeah, that's their that's their mode of transportation. The here's like here's the pilot. Yeah. After everything that happened in the movie, the cable guy. Now the cable guy has to move in, and oh, boy, man. are they roommates that don't get it, along. Yeah, I'm sure they're an odd couple. Oh, they are a very odd couple. One is more odd than the other. Mm hmm. And the other one's kind of insecure. Yep. And they're always getting in misadventures, but somehow through it all, the friendship blossoms, and he learns that. Maybe the cable guy's not always wrong. <laughs> Maybe the cable guy knows a little bit more about life than he does. Like, there's always some kind of li uh, life lesson to his stalking that he <laughs> learns at the end of each episode. And there's a... There's like a little PSA at the end of each episode. But they're like, yeah, but they're ridiculous. Some people say that I like to stalk people, but that's... <laughs> Not a good thing to do. I don't remember his <laughs> voice. I think he had a little bit of a lisp. He was a he was in a, he was a goon from a gangster movie. Apparently, <laughs> he was Luca Brasi. Some people say that I'm a stalker, and that your first son will be a masculine <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like ah, uh, I, I I don't know. Uh, I really don't know what to make out of this PSA, but. I'm afraid to not listen to it. Uh, it's warning me about something. Uh, <laughs> but I guess I had better heed it. It's like, I, I, I've I, seen what Luca Brasi does to people. And I don't want that to happen to myself. <laughs> or, nor during my wedding. <laughs> He'll make me an offer he can't refuse. 
And that offer is, look both ways before you cross the street, <laughs> or Luca Brasi gonna run you down. <laughs> Matthew Broderick and Luca Brasi in that's in the, the odd cable, couple in the cable guy. <laughs> cable guy, what <laughs> is it that I can do for you tonight, <laughs> Mister Guy of Cable? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> On this, the day of my cable wedding. I'm just speaking gibberish now. Is it? I, I have a feeling that Luca Brazzi was also, was always, like, super formal. Like, he could never be casual. Oh, so what can I get you today at, uh, at Starbucks? I've come here to purchase one of your beverages. <laughs> okay, what kind of beverage would you like, sir? I require a venti latte with... Okay. Extra milk. Oh, would you like foam on that or uh, whipped cream? It would be an honor <laughs> if you were to give me whipped cream on my latte. Okay, and uh, how about some cinnamon on top of it? I am not worthy of any types of cinnamon or spices thereof. No cinnamon. Okay, so um, we'll just take a seat and we'll be out in just a minute. What name should I put on the order? Scum. Because that is what I am amongst your presence. All right, venti latte for scum. <laughs> I like I like this. <laughs> yeah, Luca like, Brasi's not so bad. I like hyper formal Luca Brasi. <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it kind of makes him less scary now. <laughs> he's just he's just very socially awkward <laughs> and, and doesn't know how to tone it down a bit. But you know what? Like, you know, pe people people aren't gonna say anything. He's a big guy, you yeah. know. <laughs> Like, okay, you don't have to do that, Luca. Like, no, it is something that I must do because I have no faith in myself or humanity. Oh, okay. Okay, you know what? That makes sense then. You do you. <laughs> I have a feeling Luca Brazzi was always picked last on the dodgeball team. <laughs> like, whenever. Gym class. Uh, whenever it wasn't. When he was ever his first pick, or uh, even, not, even second to last, it was just, oh. What an honor. <laughs> He's like Zoidberg. <laughs> I'm here on the day of your daughter's wedding. Zoid Bratzi. <laughs> Bratzberg. <laughs> Luca... Berg. That's not very good. <laughs> that's, that's... That's no fun at all. I... I, I front-ended mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Though I imagine if it's someone like the president, he's just, hey, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> he's very, he's super casual with the Godfather yeah. because he feels that it's the only friend he has. <laughs> I am honored to speak to you on this, the day of your funeral. <laughs> it's like, man, he's, he's really nailing this eulogy, I'll tell you that much. Like, oh, he's doing the eulogy, or is he? I thought he was... Not He's really getting the, the hint. He's not really getting the hint and still asking for favors. <laughs> uh, maybe he's talking to the corpse. Yeah, yeah. That's what I kind of imagined. He's talking to the corpse of the Godfather, still yeah. asking for favors. <laughs> the kisses the ring. <laughs> and, uh... For some reason, I imagine that the Godfather's got coins over his eyes. <laughs> I don't know. I just, it seems about right to me. Very old-fashioned funeral. <laughs> They they believe in their tradition, like they um, 
They they send him out to sea, and they burn. They shoot <laughs> the flaming well, arrows Luca, at him. Luca with the, <laughs> it's an honor to shoot an arrow at your pyre. Oh. <laughs> Like, I want to see a whole prequel movie of just Luca Brasi. I want to see a whole series of Luca Brasi. You you had your Gary Busey just talks about yeah. stuff. I want to see Luca Brasi just talks about stuff. Yeah, I, I would like to see that too. Uh, he just like, what an honor that <laughs> you have given me two ply when one ply was only was, what is necessary. One ply was very, very much sufficient for my needs. <laughs> Oh man! Like the more you put him in a modern setting, it's it, it gets even funnier. You know what? I'm gonna say it. He's the third stooge. You mm. got you got Mo, you got Larry, and you got Luca. Gentlemen, please. Why all the fighting? I have. I imagine Luca would just kind of bring the uh, you know the, the show to a dead stop. <laughs> I, like like they'd be smacking each other and. Then, you know, Luca would just go on this rambling monologue about honor. <laughs> I imagine they break a two-by-four over his head, but it doesn't register. <laughs> it doesn't notice. Oh, you seem to have broken your your large plank of wood. Now time for go to bed. <laughs> it's Tor Johnson. <laughs> like, ah, uh, I don't know what's wrong with this guy, Larry. He scares me. <laughs> Every he time we hit him, he thanks us. <laughs> He's a spooky guy, that one. I think he's haunted. <laughs> <laughs> then they find Larry. They wake up one day and Larry's been throttled with a garrote wire. <laughs> he threatened the honor of... Of... of uh, who, would he, who, who would he murder? <laughs> Shemp. Shemp. <laughs> he threatened the... Wow. Shemp, Shemp should be doing the Luca. <laughs> like, uh, the, the Luca honor thing. <laughs> it's like, they were, uh... Like, oh, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Like, him and Luca have to bury, uh, Larry out somewhere, like, you know, somewhere far enough away <laughs> from the city, you yeah. know, but not oh, yeah, too far a, away. Some wetlands. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, now, we say this to no one. My lips are sealed. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how you bring in- that's how you bring in more stooges. I- it, he's almost borderline a neckbeard. Like, <laughs> Milady, it oh. would honor me if you would accompany me to the Ren Fair. See, I'm not gonna say that about Luca Brazzi because, like, somewhere deep down I feel he's still alive just watching us. <laughs> so, I'm afraid to say anything bad about Luca Brazzi. They say he still roams these streets at night. On a full moon. On... Friday the 13th, if you drive down Luca Brazzi Bridge, he might appear on the corner. And honor you with his presence, <laughs> and thank you for visiting. It yeah, is... You're just trying to scare me! <laughs> Ooh, I thank you for visiting me on this day of Friday the 13th. You do your family and my family honor. Drive, 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 drive. They say there's handprints on the back of your car <laughs> from when Luca Bracci was pushing it. <laughs> Trying to help you out of the jam you was in. If you do, uh, 
you say Luca, you say blo- bloody Luca five times in the mirror with the lights <laughs> out. You know, he he'll appear in the mirror and he'll you know he'll welcome you to the uh, to the bathroom and thank him for the honor, or thank you for the honor of having such a nice decor. Thank you for inviting me into your home <laughs> on this the day of your daughter's wedding. I knew we shouldn't have done it this day. I knew any other day we could have done this, but we had to pick the day of our daughter's wedding. If you throw salt over your shoulder, it always lands on Lucas' plate, no matter where. <laughs> always lands on his spaghetti. Thank you for providing nourishing sustenance for my meal. I think that's what he was eating when he was uh, killed in The Godfather. I think. Is he eating spaghetti? I think he was. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was. Maybe he was eating a burrito. I don't know. <laughs> Like, I always, I remember that scene, I always watch that scene, because, you know, I, I actually like The Godfather 1 more than all of them, and, uh, but for some reason, I, I can't always remember, uh, the only reason I think it's spaghetti is because, or maybe the guys were eating spaghetti at the, uh, at the, uh, Italian restaurant when Michael Corleone comes in. Yeah. That's what I think it is. I think Luca wasn't eating anything, I think he was just ha- at a bar having a drink and they stabbed him with a fork. He's just doing what he always does, just staring at a wall. <laughs> He doesn't sleep, he just kind of waits. <laughs> just... Like, he is as close as a person can come to being a statue. <laughs> I like to think that it was such a blow to the Corleone organization that they got a, uh, a glass coffin like Lennon, <laughs> and they had Luca Brazzi in there. But he doesn't know he's dead yet. <laughs> so he thanks people for visiting. Oh, thank you for the Oh, flowers. thank you for coming here. And visiting my grave. Oh man, this is really creepy, Godfather. Added, just just give it time. <laughs> It'll pass. This problem will work itself out. Yeah, he'll ride eventually. <laughs> like eventually, his tongue will fall out, and then we'll <laughs> then we'll be all right. And his mouth's just moving, but he can't make any more sounds. And it gets so creepy they cover <laughs> him up with a blanket. <laughs> They just cover the whole coffin with like a, a thing and then they kind of forget there's a coffin under there so they start eating dinner on it. <laughs> they they just put, put pictures. And, <laughs> yeah, pi- pictures, there's a television on there. <laughs> it just becomes an end table. Yeah. <laughs> like the grandkids eventually visit like, oh, what's under here? And it's just silent mouthing. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like this is why we put... This is why we put those strawberry candies on top, and or the root beer he, floats. Did he, did he finally, you know, cack, and when the kids lift the, the blanket, it's just him, <laughs> you know, his clawed, screaming face frozen. <laughs> I think it's just a skeleton. <laughs> just to confuse him even more. Oh, what's under this? Huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh... And then 500 years in the future, when man, when mankind has fallen, like they, you know, a, an earthquake on, on Earth's, uh, his glass coffin from, from a glacier, <laughs> and he fights for humanity. See, I was thinking another route. I was thinking that, um, all of mankind has been tainted by, uh, by, like, nuclear fallout or something. Yeah. So in order to clone humans again, they have to find a perfect DNA specimen that's been preserved, <laughs> and it's Luca Brazzi. That's the only, the only intact genome left. Yep, and they uh, they use they use him to bring humanity back, but they're all like they're all Luca Brazzi's. 
Uh, and they don't know how to talk to each other. They're all super formal. Yeah. Good evening, sir. Good evening to you, sir. I am honored with your presence on this day of brunch. Your honor honors me. I am honored by the honor of the brunch of that you honor me. Here are your meals, gentlemen. It honors me that you are eating at my delicatessen. Thank you very much. You honor us by bringing the food in a quick and very timely manner and in a very nice presentation. You honor us with your food. You honor us with your patronage. We are honored. <laughs> Waiter, I would be honored if you would come to our table now. Oh, you honor me with such a generous tip. <laughs> you know, there would never be another war. Nope. They'd be so happy with each other, or, or too dumb, whichever, you know, whichever comes first. It's like, whatever's funnier, that's the reason they don't have any wars. But, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like the time machine where there's that race of Morlocks that <laughs> live underneath <laughs> and are tainted still, and they, they try to go to war with the Luca Brazzis. Yeah. We are honored for you to come to the surface now. But the Luca Brazzis are, are kind of like that that surface-dwelling race that are kind of dumb and live in decadence. <laughs> and they're just they're more harvested. They're more the Luca Brazzis are more cattle than anything. It's like <laughs> like if you go down deep into the Morlocks land, um, you'll see a bunch of Luca Brazzis powering their cities and everything. <laughs> just a- just a Luca Brazzi on a big hamster wheel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got a- he's got a sausage in front of him but that he's he, chasing after. But he's still happy about it. Yeah. It honors me that you allow me to power your civilization. Would someone please do something about this freaking guy? I can't stand his <laughs> upbeatness. Listen. Do you want to go up and get another Luca Brazzi? Those things are tough to bring back, like... This one took- took months to break properly. Like, most people just leave them behind because they won't shut the hell up. <laughs> Though I- I imagine, they, like, they bring the civilization back together and there's just, like, the first international broadcast. Like, my fellow Americans, it, it honors me <laughs> to be sitting here in the presence of my- compatriots in the seat of the United States president. I didn't vote for him. Neither did I. <laughs> I voted for the rock. <laughs> I don't know if it's literally a rock I, I, or I, Dwayne I, the Rock Johnson. <laughs> I think that it's both. <laughs> I think it's a rock that has evolved from Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Like, it's- that's secretly his superpower. He's like Kirby when he changes into that <laughs> boulder. Yeah, he's, uh... He's got- he's got the rock powers. <laughs> he can just- he's- you know, he can just... Turn into the thing. <laughs> Zoom! Huh. Let's see him turn back, but it's a one-time only. Yeah. Transformation. <laughs> <laughs> and that man almost- almost won the presidency. Yep. I could see it. Yeah. Luca Brasi or a rock, and it's like, hmm. <laughs> Don't see that in a Stan Lee comic. <laughs> Dwayne Wait. the Rock Johnson. As the as the thing in the Fantastic Four, he runs for president against Luca Brazzi, or as I call him, Super Luca Brazzi, and he faces the Incredible Hulk, <laughs> who 
who smashes him into dust and thus eliminates any potential he has for a re-election campaign. And then the Incredible Hulk faces his biggest nemesis yet, diabetes. (laughs) And he doesn't win that fight. But after he dies, we we seal him in a glass coffin. (laughs) (laughs) And then he comes back as... Mega, he comes back as Skeleton Hulk, <laughs> and he rides a <your> motorcycle. <laughs> and he has a chain whip. And then, after that, he's sealed in a glacier, and is brought back to life in a million years, and builds a base on the moon. And that's when things get a little silly. <laughs> a little, Stan. A little... Like, it does actually bring up a question. Um, who would win in a fight? The Hulk? Like, you know, the not Professor Hulk. I mean, like, the real Hulk. Yeah. Or Godzilla. Hmm. Because let's think, the Hulk and the Avengers took down one of those giant uh, silverfish things <laughs> with one hit. One punch did it in. Uh, I think Godzilla would have his hands full. I, I, I think Godzilla would win... But he's he he's not gonna it's not gonna be an easy fight. I think it's gonna take a few lickings. Like Godzilla would try to step on him, but the Hulk would just hold the foot up and yeah. push him down. Then Godzilla would get up and look stunned. Yeah, I think the Hulk has the Hulk can climb, so he has the ability to. He can jump. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think the only way Godzilla wins is if he eats him, and if like you know the stomach oh, no, acid gets eat, the Hulk. If he eats him, like the Hulk's just gonna punch right through him. Hmm. I think Godzilla. Uh, I think Godzilla will lose this fight. I think the I Hulk's think, got it. I think uh, his atomic breath will uh, will kind of just burn him up. It'll just and, make him, and he'll have to retreat. But it'll be. Oh, then again, radiation. <laughs> radiation kind of made the Hulk who he was. Yeah, if it's gamma breath, then it's just gonna make him stronger or kill him. I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, it's whatever. it's UV breath. It just gives him melanoma. I mean, <laughs> so now his now his skin's just a little bit. Uh, a little bit, uh, a few shades of, of different green. Yeah, with a uh, few, with a few suspicious moles that he has to have the doctor look at. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if if he can withstand the power of the Infinity Gauntlet, like, I think he can withstand the power of Godzilla breath. Uh, that's actually, I don't know. Uh, could Thanos withstand the power of Godzilla breath? Ah, uh, I, I don't know. That's tough. Like he, because he he, was, he he withstood the Hulk. Yeah, he and he withstood. Uh, he withstood uh, Scarlet Witch's powers for a yeah. little bit. Well, and, barely. Yeah, I mean, he still did it. Yeah. So then he went home and, you know, ate his turnips. Yeah. <laughs> old Thanos. Old peg-leg Thanos, you know, on his dumb farm eating <laughs> his turnips. Like the greatest warrior of all time. The biggest villain. Like, just, just sitting there raising turnips. Yeah. Just, I, I could have been a god. It's like, well, you know, I, I remember when I fought all the Avengers, when I completed my life's work. Oh boy, those are good days. And he looks at the turnip. <sighs> <laughs> like, it's kind of, like, it's at the end of the day, it's all out of spite. Like, yeah, I, I guess I'm looking at the sunrise on a thankful universe, but I'm not thankful. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he, he you know, verbatim said, what, did what he said he was going to do, but like screwed himself in the process. He he didn't realize that by getting his wish, 
it meant that he would have to eat turnips for the rest of his life. Like, one bad winter and he's done. <laughs> it's like, did you, ever, did you ever think about planting, like, strawberries or something? Like, they're not else. that hard to, like, to grow. I, I'm guessing they're turnips. Like, w when I was a, like... when I was a kid, I, uh, like, I remember I was cutting the grass and I, I saw that there was a strawberry patch that was just growing mm -hmm. in the side of our yard because I guess some bird shit a strawberry seed. Yeah. And that just started, so... Strawberries aren't that hard to friggin' grow. Oh, yeah, it's... But why turnips? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's... I, I, it's a hearty root... Uh, a hearty root vegetable, just like... Just like Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> Thanos is just an eggplant. <laughs> so you, you, you think it was all logic for him, like... I, uh, I get all that I need for sustenance with these turnips, and there's nothing showy about it. Like, I guess, <laughs> if if there is any vegetable that describes Thanos, it would be the turnips. If, like, if... Uh, bear with me, but okay. if, uh, if the Avengers took place in the food fight universe, <laughs> Thanos would definitely be a turnip. <laughs> I don't know, I think he'd be- I think there's California raisin in him somewhere. Oh, uh, I, I can't deny that old- <laughs> old lump chin. <laughs> it's like, okay, so, uh... Like... You th you think it's like a penance thing for him? Like, he knows- like, even though he- He- he feels that by destroying half the, you know, half the universe that it's like, it's gonna be a better thing for them, like... He still realizes that he still killed half the universe, so he's like, I don't deserve strawberries. I only deserve oh, turnips. Oh man! Oh poor guy, killed untold trillions. I'll just eat these turnips. That—that's <laughs> my penance. Yeah, that, that'll make it. That'll make it even. It's like, listen, I may have, <laughs> I may have wiped out eons and or uh, in, uh, million, uh, millions, yeah, yeah. Uh, trillions and quadrillions of families and all this devastation, but. I am eating turnips for the rest of my life, and I'm not even gonna put any flavoring on it. So I think we're even Stevens. I don't even cook the turnips. I eat them raw. I pick them out of the ground and I eat them. I don't even clean the dirt off. <laughs> they taste like ash. Is that what you want? Like, yeah, your parents may have turned to dust, but I eat dust. It's kind of the same thing. Really, I'm the victim here. <laughs> <laughs> I did this for you. Like, I was trying to help the universe, and what's my thanks? Turnips. turnips. <laughs> oh, Thanos. You... Dummy. Like, I like to think that, uh, after a few- if, if, the, if the Avengers didn't come by and chop his head off, like, <laughs> given a few years, like, he would have been- there would have been scarecrows sitting across the table from him that he would be talking to. <laughs> oh, come on! Eat- <laughs> eat your turnip, Jack-Jack! Got a whole family. <laughs> Jack, Jack, it's your turn to change the bedpan. I want to change the bed. Okay, I'll change the bedpan. <laughs> it's uh, like he shits in a pot, and he just soil. Uh, he soils it. He fertilizes his field with it. Oh, uh, like uh, these. So these these turnips are more Thanos than Thanos would like to imagine. <laughs> it, it's the circle of life if you think about it. <laughs> You think MCU would let us write, <laughs> I, I write think a so. movie? Like we'll write the uh, <laughs> we'll write the uh, the next one, like where Thanos comes back. Like it's the it's the alternate universe where Thanos uh, is still setting the sun or watching the sunset on a grateful universe. Or or it's just that five year period 
where where Thanos or you know Thanos or he doesn't f- die for before the five year period. Like how long was he kind of like like a month? I don't know. Take he built a farm. <laughs> Like, he, he had he, a farm. He, I like to he think had, he not only had a farm, he had crops. It he was, had those turnips. Like, he was, was there for a couple of years. They, they were all built out of turnips. All the like <laughs> the house was the house was built of turnips and feces. This is the land that turnips built. <laughs> I like to, yeah, I, he had to, he had a he knew exactly where to go on this planet. So I like to think he had this. This was like his. His uh, his poker shack, and he just was like, you know what? I guess I'll go to my poker shack and just live there. So like he he kind of had this place set up. Yeah, like, like he had one of his sli- slimy goblin people kind of build this place as he's around in his uh, you know, flying around in his ship. No, I think this was throughout his uh, throughout like the thirty years or so that he was doing his his conquest. I like to think that. Yeah, every now and again he'd stop by, maybe add a few more stuff. Maybe this this, this was his midlife crisis yeah. building. He built this like just to prove that he could. Yeah, he's like, oh, I haven't you know? Actually, the the Infinity Gauntlet was his midlife crisis. <laughs> this was just a, a side project he did in his twenties, and it just kind of took off. This that was his hippie project. It's like usually I'm gonna live off the land. I'm not gonna be like other those other parasites. And then he could. Oh, these turnips are awful. Yeah, then he could only build these. Tur- he could only grow these turnips. Like, and the soil was pH like, was just perfect for one type of vegetable. It was at the end of the day, it was a failure on his part, and that's why he uh, he he killed everyone. Like, well, if I can't grow the crops <laughs> I want and live off the land, I'm just gonna kill off the universe. Like, uh, like uh, he used to have Galactus over every now and again to play cards with him. <laughs> When he killed half the life, he also tried to, like, he tried to snap away most of the turnips and try to start anew, but it just didn't work. When he too came, much power for the Infinity Gauntlet. When he, when he came back, like, half the turnips are gone from the ground. <laughs> son of a bitch. I can't believe Man, you know how long it took me? Ugh. This right, is I, the worst thing that could have happened to anybody. Like, you have to think, Thanos, you also killed half of the California condors. Yeah, well, I don't care about that as much as my turnips. <laughs> I've been raising. I've been, man. He starts planting the seeds. <laughs> He's really bitter about it. Hmm. Just brings all his turnips back. That's what destroys the Infinity Gauntlet. But like, it also puts some of the souls of the people he snapped back into it. So it's like Freddy's Pizza. <laughs> Well, that, or the turnips are singing like the blueberries and the Muppet Babies. <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. I was afraid to eat blueberries for... I guess forever, because I haven't eaten blueberries since uh, then. Got blueberries in the fridge, we'll have to correct that. Oh, those blueberries have been there for like a year. No, they haven't. Did you just buy them? Yeah, they've been there for two weeks. Oh, I'm still not going to eat them. <laughs> I, had blue, I had a blueberry Pop-Tart. I, I like blueberry That's Pop-Tarts. That's the same. It's kind of the same. It's got it's blue inside. <laughs> it tastes like berry. It's it's got it's got that weird disgusting blueberry taste. The only reason I I I grew a, an affinity towards blueberry pop tarts is um because I was in boot camp mm-hmm. uh, like for the last couple of weeks. You know, once you got to a certain level, if you wanted to grab a pop tart, like you pretty much could. Like you know, technically you could grab it from the beginning, but you would you would get a raft of shit from the the drill sergeants. If you did, but once you reach a certain level, like, you could just, like, yeah, I'm gonna have myself a Pop-Tart, no one's gonna say anything. 
Like what I even it? had what's up? Uh, was that a privilege you had to earn? Pretty much, yeah, just okay. by being like by like you know being there for long enough. And uh, I remember one time I took one for lunch and I was eating the the pop tarts because I had one of every meal because it was the only mm -hmm. flavor they had. They didn't have anything. I think it was trying to dissuade people from eating the pop tarts because <laughs> all you had was blueberries. Like, is it worth it, really? But uh, drill sergeant walked by, watched me eating it for lunch. Well, I had other things for lunch, but it was my snack. And uh, he looked at me and said, "Not just for breakfast anymore, huh?" No, sir. And that was all he said and walked away. <laughs> and so I kind of grew a taste of enjoying blueberry Pop-Tarts. I hated it at first, but I was like, yeah, this is better than, you know, nothing. Uh, you, 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 you still eat it just to shove it in that sergeant's face. Yeah, you getting rice not just for breakfast anymore. Ugh. Well, I can't do anything about this. <laughs> I'm gonna eat whatever I, whatever I want. Oh, you're lucky. I am, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I like cherry pop tarts. Uh, I only like the uh, chocolate. Oh, the fudge. Uh, I, don't really, I like that one actually. You don't? No, the uh, frosted, the strawberry frosted is like the the basic one, the one that everyone gets, and I like them. I actually like that one better, hmm. uh, not toasted than toasted. Hmm. But for some reason, cherry really, I really like the cherry one, and of course, s'mores. The s'mores yeah. are. The s'mores are too good. They're, they get to the point where it's like, Mortal Manor is, is not is not meant for such pleasures. <laughs> like, it's made of pure ambrosia. It's mm -hmm. meant, it's meant to feed the gods. Like, I feel guilt. I always felt guilty when I ate the pop tarts of or the s'mores pop tarts because I was like, do I deserve this? What have I done <laughs> to earn this kind of privilege? It's like, like maybe. If I climb Mount Everest, I can do it. Maybe then I'll earn... Nah. Nah, maybe... Alright, I'm the first man to walk on the moon. There we go. Nah. <laughs> is that worth it, though? Like, is that worthy of such a treat? I'll just eat it whenever, I guess. Like, it's... Like, fat kids eat it. You can eat it. Like... <laughs> like, I... And... I can't even put it in the toaster because a apparently it destroys toasters. Yes. Two of them. Um, well, you broke the other one. There's two. We broke two of them from the. Uh, What's this weak I, shit? I know. I broke two of the shitty toasters that you got from the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. And uh, like one of the first one went in and just stuck to the inside, and that was the end of that. And then the same thing happened like with the second one. So, you know, then I. I Got that? I got that one. There was nary a problem with that one. That yeah, that cooks them fine. Yeah, that cooks them fine, and also it's got the little release button, so it pushes the pop tarts up, so you don't oh. have to worry about it. Yeah, so that's why I got that one, and it's delicious, and it was more than a dollar and corn uh, cornmeal at the uh, Salvation Army. Dollar and corn. That's how much you paid for the damn toasters that you got. I forgot how much. It was. It, I remember it was like something ridiculous. I was broke back then. It was like three dollars for. A toaster? That's good eating. Oh, it was. I guess know, to be fair, I did destroy it. I was gonna say the toaster was working fine until you stuffed it full of pastries. <laughs> a toaster that can't cook pop tarts, I think, is a I, shitty toaster. I was cooking pop tarts fine. I was cooking them fine too until one, the one time I wasn't. Like, like it doesn't help that you're stuffing it in there like the Samsonite ape. <laughs> I put it. Yeah, I guess it didn't help that I uh, laid it down horizontally. <laughs> And try to cook it like that, but that's how you get the best <laughs> uh, even. Actually, cook on if it. you laid it down horizontally, you might not have had a problem. Oh no, not the toaster. I mean, I put in the 
<laughs> the Pop-Tarts in horizontally. Perpendicular Pop-Tarts are the best Pop-Tarts. It's the only way to- I like to break the Pop-Tarts open, and then put them into the thing, like split them in half, maybe. I like to crumble the Pop-Tarts and then sprinkle them through the, uh, the heat elements, and then collect them on the, uh, crumb collector on the bottom. What I like to do is I just take the casing off the toaster, and then I jam the jam the pop tarts into the little pieces that uh, that shouldn't get pop tart in it, and I let the whole thing cook. I like to put a heavy brick on top of the toaster so that when they pop up, they crush. The only good way to cook a uh, to toast these pop tarts in this toaster is to unplug it first, and then put it down there. And then just don't plug it back in and put the whole thing in the microwave. I like my Pop-Tarts extra toasted, so while it's toasting, I put the toaster in the oven. <laughs> I like my... I like my, uh, Pop-Tarts to be just a little juicy. So when I toast it, I throw it into the bathtub. <laughs> so, yeah. That's yeah, why... I, that's... I, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry, I broke two toasters with my Pop-Tarts. That's why I bought you the good- a good toaster. Look, it's a good toaster. I bought, uh, I bought Greg and his family a Darth Vader toaster one time, and they didn't like it, so they never used it. Really? Yeah, I think Greg actually took it when he, uh, when he went- when he got home. But, uh, Mel was like, Yeah, thanks. But we have a pretty good toaster set right now. D didn't it actually, like, toast Darth Vader no, it shapes? No, to it toasted- well, it toasted the Imperial symbol. Oh, that's and cool. I think it toasted the word Star Wars. Although, when their toaster broke, I remember, I think I did actually see it, now I think about it, mm -hmm. I think I did see them use it in their kitchen. Um, and I was, I was happy about that, I'm like, good. Good, some, you're getting some use out of it now. Some poor schlubs just get Jesus on their toast. Yeah. <laughs> the Virgin Mary on their toast, but yeah. no. We get Star Wars written <laughs> on there in case we forget where Darth Vader is from. Like, they could have had the next one, but it, there's a, there's an Imperial symbol on, you know, covering his face. <laughs> it's like, it's Jesus on one side and Star, and, uh, yeah, and Star Wars on the other. <laughs> and it's like, really confusing, like, uh. What is that, Obi-Wan? I don't know. <laughs> And on that note, um, the... I can't remember the name of the movie. Uh, the, the current, current resident. Re, no, the current occupant. The current occupant. Yeah. I personally thought it was, uh, not very good, but, uh, it was never boring, so I will give it that. Uh, I thought it was alright. I thought it was a, a decent thriller. Uh, a bit of a, a bit underwhelming towards the end, but, uh, well worth the time. I, I did not regret watching it one bit. Alright. Toodaloo. See you later. That'll hold a little SOPs.